Today I'm reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you. And for those of you online, uh, we, we thank you for joining us. Well, my confession today um, is that Denise was reading my mail, or we got the same email or whatever on, um, on Thanksgiving and the sacrifice of Thanksgiving and, and our commitment and our, um, our understanding of the resurrection and the hope that we have in that, and yet we grieve for our friend, and we grieve for his family, we grieve, and that's normal. Um, it's been a hard year, and everyone wanted Brandon to be healed, um, and he was. Um, I worked at Tyler Street United Methodist Church uh, for a number of years, and then actually went back a couple of times. They asked me to come back went after kids and all that, and um, there was a man there who had a heart attack. A guy in the congregation uh, had a heart attack and died. Um, and they were reviving him. And he was at the hospital, obviously. Um, and they were able to bring him back. And he loved his family. And he loved his church. But his comment was that um, heaven was just so, the peace and the love he felt, was so incredibly strong that to come back to this place um, was hard. And he loved his family and wanted to see them, but the difference is so stark. And we don't have a clue, right? We're on the other side. Brandon has seen um, the Lord. John said yesterday that Brandon understood his purpose and that John commented he never heard Brandon say why. I never heard Brandon say why. Um, but he understood. And so with your purpose, if you understand your purpose, that he loved God and uh, was committed to him, he understood that he was a son that he was an heir in Christ Jesus. That when you have purpose, when you have identity, you also have authority. 
And Brandon, Lauren commented this morning that Abby Daniels said uh, at the graveside, after the graveside was over, she said, you know, memories are wonderful and, and all of that, but, but we will die and go on to be with the Lord and that kind of thing. But all the seeds planted through the, the word of God and how Brandon declared the word of God will go on and on and on. And there will be tremendous fruit from that. Tremendous fruit from that. Yesterday, um, Jason, Brandon's brother, shared that there was a night that was just really difficult, um, very close to the end, and that they were there, and, and uh, they couldn't handle the pain. They couldn't, you know, the pain was such, and they couldn't control it. And Jason said he just got on his hands and knees and was just crying out to God for help, you know, begging uh, he said he, we, he understands we don't have to beg, but he was begging. And he said in the middle of all of that, Brandon pretty much yelled out, where does our help come from? And he said it again. And they, they kind of realized, you know, um, our help, they said our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And there were times in the last few days where Brandon would make declarations and, and often when I'd been with him earlier, he struggled to find the words. But there was no struggle as he was making these declarations. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I had a good friend who... Um, actually was raised in this church, and um, she's very active. She became a Catholic, and she's very active in her church. And a number of years ago, about three or four years ago, her son, who was like 21, 20, uh, was riding a motorcycle, and a car cut him off on an overpass, and he went over the side and died. And uh, just the shock of that for her was so horrific, and, and he loved God and loved the Lord and all of that. And she said when her priest came to see them, he didn't say it's okay because it wasn't okay. But he said, I'm here. I am here and I'll be here. And, and we are the church family and we're here and we'll be here. And, and part of walking with people um, in difficult situations or in joyful situations, it's just not the event but we continue to walk with them in ways that, that are helpful. So I just encourage you, I think the most important thing we can do for Rachel and the kids, I know people wanna do stuff and I get that, um, but is to pray for them, pray for them, pray for um, Brandon's family, Rachel's family, her dad is here today. I know y'all are surprised, surprised for me to say pray, but it is the most powerful thing you can do for them. And it's the most effective thing. Pray that they will sleep well. Pray that they don't have nightmares. You know, pray that they feel God's presence in their home. Pray that they feel surrounded. Pray for them. Gwen Yurisich said um, last week, sometimes she said, New grief brings up old grief. And it's true. It does for all of us. But the, 
the hope that we all have is that we know where Brandon is. And he is running and playing basketball and whatever else you can do. Somebody said, okay, if you can play basketball in heaven, then you've got to be able to play golf in heaven. I think that was Brother Doug. So I don't know how far that goes, but I think they're naming and claiming it. So anyway, we will see. So I encourage you, if you want to text her or write notes or whatever, calling is probably not the best thing right now. Uh, but texting or writing notes or just, I mean, pray for them. And this isn't pray until next Wednesday, okay? I mean, we're, we're facing a lot of firsts. Um, and Brandon was sick for a long time. Rachel was a caregiver for a long time. And I think she's more than exhausted. So thank you for praying for them. This, in the church year, this is called Christ the King Sunday. And it's just a declaration of who we serve and that he is Lord of all. And this Sunday, the celebration of it, next Sunday is the beginning of Advent, which is the beginning of the church year, when we certainly celebrate when Jesus came as a baby, but we also celebrate when he will return and make all things new. And so... The Christ the King Sunday started in 1925 when the Pope decided that there was just too much emphasis on who was king and the leaders of the world, and he was just very nervous about that, and he wanted to declare Christ the King, that Jesus is king. Well, that certainly still applies today, right? And so we declare our allegiance is with Jesus and that he is king of kings and lord of lords. And, and if you serve under a king, then you're, you know, I would not say slave, but I would say servant. Lord, what do you want us to do? What, what do you want us to do? And how do you want us to be? You know, when, when Jesus came as the Messiah, they thought he was going to run out the Romans and life would be wonderful, right? And he did not do that. A lot of the Romans were converted, not all of them, but there was still real persecution. So as we are in this generation and this place in the world, I think it is so critical to look at what would God have us do? Um, where are we? Where is our allegiance? I just think it's a good time for a reminder. A couple of scriptures that I'd like to share with you um, is one from Colossians. And this is by the Apostle Paul. Rachel was saying how Brandon loved the Apostle Paul and the transformation of his life. So Colossians 1 is so good. Um, I'm going to start, I think, with verse 11. That's what it says. Uh, May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. For he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, 
all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have place, first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. We live in a world where it is easy to have allegiance to many things, but the most critical thing, the most important thing, is our allegiance to God. And in this day where there are different leaders and, and different situations and things we may or may not be happy with and things going on overseas, um, things going on in America that we cannot control, things that are happening with weather and, and all of that, our allegiance is with God and we look to him. It's interesting that um, in this passage, it, it just so, there are so many passages that point to Jesus as king or the king of kings and lord of lords. And so regardless of our circumstance, regardless of what we are going through, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. So if you feel like the world or your life or a friend is really struggling or falling apart, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. So when things get crazy or crazier, call on his name, you know, invite him into that. And Lord, bring all things together. Hold all things together. Denise mentioned about giving thanks. And that's not always easy to do. But it really is an obedience thing that the sacrifice of praise, the, the sacrifice of thanksgiving Philippians talks about in the fourth chapter how um, we are not to worry about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Grieving is a gift, just like being happy. or all, We have all those emotions. We're given these emotions. And grieving suppressed often leads to depression. And, and so we grieve. But at the same time, we speak hope, that our hope is in God. And we know he is the ruler of heaven and earth. We know he is the creator of heaven and earth. And so in this season and in this time, we declare Christ the King. We declare our allegiance to him above anything else. We declare that he is good and he watches over us and we give thanks to him. Are there things that happen that I, that I don't understand and you don't understand? Yes and amen, there are. But we know the hope that we have. One of the songs that was sung yesterday in the service was Savior King. And one of the lines that Rachel really wanted to highlight was, um, hope which was lost is now renewed. And that's really the gospel, that without Jesus we really don't have hope. 
and in accepting him and repenting of our sins, receiving him as our Savior. And it's really a prayer that our hope is renewed. So we look to the Lord, and we realize that heaven is so much more than we can get our heads around. And that Brandon has seen Jesus. He has looked into his eyes. And I believe Jesus said, well done. Well done. As my mother was nearing her, ending her journey here on this earth, she began to see into heaven. And Brandon did the same thing. And at one point, my mom was just looking intently at the room, at a place in the room, and we were, you know, at another place, but she was just staring, and she had tremendous peace. And my brother, my older brother said, you know, are you seeing Jesus? And she said, he is right there. So as much as in this world, things like that experience can be questioned and minimized, Heaven is very real. Jesus is very real. The gospel is the truth. And so even though we miss our friend greatly, he is with the Lord. He is with the Lord. And his fight here on this earth is over. And I just believe with all my heart for Brandon, there was such an incredible reception for him. Someone said, I don't know if Dave Rilke's here this morning. I thought I saw him earlier. But we were in a, a prayer group on maybe Wednesday. And he said he just kind of had this, it wasn't a vision, but he just kind of had this thought of Brandon getting to heaven and Nikki being right there beginning to tell him what to do. You know? <laughs> and for those of us that love and knew Nikki, that's, that is what you know she did. So what a blessing. For those that received him, Rachel commented that he was like the first fruits for their family. That when the time comes for them to go be with the Lord, he will be there to receive them. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hope that was lost is now renewed. Amen.